0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to a special edition of the Aughts and Audible's podcast. I'm Matt Prem. Uh, This is an Aughts and Audible's podcast, but we're going to be talking Oregon basketball on the show uh, because the Oregon Duck Men's Basketball Program opens up the 2019-2020 basketball season. Tuesday, November 5th at 6.02 p.m. at Matthew Nand Arena for their first game of the regular season. A uh, game will be played on the Pac-12 Networks. T- Ted Robinson and P.J. Carlissimo uh, were on the call. Joey McMurray, Jerry Allen will be on the radio version uh, of, that fo- of that basketball game. And uh, basketball is here. Yeah, basketball is here. And uh, we'll, we'll pop in on the podcast feed. So if you get us, if you listen to uh, Eric Scopo and myself... Uh, throughout the week of the football season. Boy, what a year that is. Uh, Make sure to, to, to to catch a little of these basketball podcasts. I'll be doing them uh, with a little bit of shorter focus, getting you ready for that basketball game and big games and, uh, the, the Oregon Ducks are opening up their 115th season of men's basketball this week. Uh, they've won 21 straight home openers in this game uh, uh, for this program. And uh, the last team to defeat Oregon in a home opener was Portland State. And the Vikings won that game 56-54 to back in the 1997-98 home opener. Uh, we'll have Jackson Moore of the Bark Board. Uh, he will be coming on from the 24 seven sport network to to kind of give us a glimpse into who this Fresno state team is, who they're expected to be. Um, But Oregon is, Oregon has met, you know, with the media, we've, we've spoken with Dan Altman ahead of this game and he's kind of taken the approach of that. You know, this team certainly has made strides uh, and that there is confidence in this group, but at the same time that he doesn't feel like they're completely ready. He's not completely, you know, Comfortable with where this team is at, and I shouldn't say comfortable because that's my word, not his. But he did wonder if this group is going to be ready for the slate of games that they play because, boy, it, it gets tough early on. They've only got three newcomers, uh, three returning guys from last year's team. Uh, everyone else are newcomers. Uh, Fresno. They opened the season with Fresno State of the Mountain West Conference. They were picked fifth in that mid-major league uh, on Tuesday, and then Saturday night at 8 p.m. they play Boise State, who was picked fourth uh, in the Mountain West Conference. And then it gets difficult right out of the jump. You know those two games are hard, uh, but then it gets up a notch uh, when they play on on November twelfth up in Portland on ESPN at six o'clock in the Motor Center against the top fifteen team in Memphis. They've got games against Houston, who was a, a tournament team last year. Seton Hall was you know projected to win the Big East. You've got a, a possibility of playing a Gonzaga, maybe another team like North Carolina as well this season because of uh, a preseason tournament. They've got a road game at Michigan and you know oh by the way this 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 Oregon team you know they don't have Enfoldi Dante the the freshman five star center that that Oregon was hoping to get into school and we don't really know his status he he says he'll be here on December 14th um, dealing with a, an admissions issue through the NCAA nothing with with Oregon but Dana Altman's you know answer to anything Folly Dante is we'll just have to wait and see uh doesn't really paint any clear of a picture of what's going on there and then on top of that going into this game uh, Tuesday night at home to open the season, Oregon's lone center, Francis Socorro, was dealing with some kind of an injury. Dana Altman said he, he was held out of the green and yellow game last Wednesday. Uh, don't really know what, what the injury was or what, what the concern is, uh, just that he was being held out and his status was up in the air. And now, uh, as of Tuesday or as of Monday afternoon, uh, Dana Altman met with the media and at that game at that press conference he he said that you know we'll see what the medical trainers say with Okoro's availability for Fresno State and uh, this is going to be a game in which look Fresno State could go out here and and throw out a, a really big lineup at Oregon they've they they are going to have you know more often than not they the height advantage against the Ducks they've They've got two players over. Uh, excuse me. They've got one seven-footer on this team and seven-foot-two redshirt freshman uh, off They've got two players that are six-foot-ten or taller. Orlando Robinson, who's a freshman, is expected to be you know a contributor for this team, and then uh, Laraza Rojas, another guy that's gonna you know help and. You know, Chris Seeley is a transfer from Utah. That's six foot eight. You know is expected to to be a main piece of this team. Nate Grimes is another guy that he's the one that starts at center for this group. He's six foot eight and is a junior. And you know a lot of expectations that he's going to play well. And uh, you know they've they've got some height. And so uh, this is going to be a team that you know is going to challenge Oregon right out of the gates. I think for 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 the Ducks. And it'll be interesting to see a how this team for Oregon handles. Uh, Early adversity, how they handle if if Okoro is not out there, what what does the roster look like? Um, Dana Allman didn't say much this week uh, about what rotations he's going to use to start the game. And look, uh, I, I don't ask those questions anymore because for the most part Dane Altman gives the same answer they're going to have a lot of rotations early in the season he's going to see what works uh he's going to he's going to tinker with a couple things and you know guys are, are going to figure out their roles going into the year and you know it'll take them a couple weeks to maybe a couple months until they really finalize on a lineup um if if you wanted to you know expect who to, who who could start for this Oregon basketball team I think you you look at you know the experienced players if if Coro starts if Coro is healthy he will start Dane Altman did say he knows Peyton Pritchard will start. Um, I, I think there's probably a possibility Will Richardson gets in there, but his value coming off the bench and, and being able to to help Peyton get some rest is going to be huge, and being kind of that the leader of a second unit. So wouldn't surprise me if Richardson doesn't play, but I think he's going to line he's going to line himself up with the older players. I think it's going to be Pritchard at the point, and we'll see some Anthony Mathis, a graduate transfer from from New Mexico. Uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, Chris Duarte, a junior college transfer, who was the number one player at the Juco level, uh, this past season. Um, I think he will also be starting and then, uh, we'll get some experience and either a starts at at center and Shakur Justin, a a graduate transfer will will, will be the power forward. And if, if doesn't, I think Shakur will slide up a spot and play center and that maybe opens the door for, for true freshman C.J. Walker, another five-star recruit, to show up uh, and make an impact. But there's going to be a lot of new faces on this Oregon basketball team. Uh, there's going to be a lot of new uh, wrinkles to, to watch. How do they you know, adjust with so many new guys? They don't have that rim protector. Uh, lots, but at the same time, a lot of optimism with this group. A lot of high-profile recruits, multiple four and five-star players. You, you've got talent. You've got NBA talent on this roster. You've got a Player of the Year candidate in Peyton Pritchard. It's just going to come down to just how quickly can Oregon adjust and can can fall into line and get into their into their roles and and you know play in sync essentially. Uh, and, and play with synergy on the basketball court. That's going to take some time to develop. And, you know, along the way, how many times do they slip up and suffer a loss? Or can or can they avoid losses uh, early on? Uh, I, I think this season is, it's Oregon's going to be good. It's just how quickly can they get there uh, for this Oregon basketball team that opens the season ranked number 15th in the country. Their preseason Pac-12 favorites voted by the media. I had a vote in that poll. I did vote Oregon. Uh, Colorado had... Uh, Just as many votes for first place, but they were edged out just by total points, just by a slim margin. So, uh, wide open season in the Pac-12 play, wide open men's basketball season. That starts tonight, or I should say Tuesday night, against Fresno State at home. Uh, And to preview that game, we had Jackson Moore of the Bark Board uh, come on of 24-7 Sports to preview it. All right, let's now welcome in Jackson Moore, a Fresno State insider and writer for BarkBoard.com. Jackson, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Doing all right. Basketball season is here. Oregon opens the season against Fresno State, Tuesday night, 6 o'clock game, uh, played on the Pac-12 networks. Um, Fresno State's always, a, I think, a, a very respectable basketball program in the Mountain West Conference. Um, I know last season uh they had uh, a a pretty good year for for their standards they went what was it 23 and 9 during the season uh they played in some postseason basketball and uh what's just kind of right now the the trajectory of this program and just kind of where are they at right now for, for Fresno State standards and what's what's kind of the outlook for this group going into the season
0: Yeah. You know, last year was coach Justin Hudson's first season with Fresno state. And I think he set the standard and the expectations pretty high leading them to 23 and nine. He didn't inherit an empty cupboard by any means. Uh, Rodney Terry was at Fresno state for quite a few seasons and, uh, had done pretty well, not, not over the top great, but you know, a a team that was capable of, (coughs) excuse me, of getting close to postseason play. And, um, You know, he kind of went off in a at a time where coaches usually don't leave. He went to UTEP. Was kind of many people thought it was a lateral move. So in comes Coach Hudson, who, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he's best known for his time at San Diego State. He's credited for recruiting Kawhi Leonard and being a, a real part of the defensive mastermind of what made the San Diego State Aztecs a really solid team over the last decade. So there's a lot of expectations for him going forward. Uh, Last season, when they went 23 and 9, that was well above expectations. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a a thin team, not very deep, uh, not a lot of size, but they had two guards that would put up almost 40 points a game uh, together. And both of those guys were seniors, Deshaun Taylor and Braxton Huggins. So that leaves this team kind of searching for a new identity going forward, losing their two key scorers. A lot more depth and a lot more size on this bulldog team. Uh, the the bench is going to be a lot deeper, but not a few or not many established leaders going into the season. It's going to be a team that I think by the end of the season could be a pretty competitive one. But there's going to be a lot of kinks to work out these first few games. So it might be a, a good timing for Oregon in this one.
1: Yeah, I, I remember these two teams have played quite a bit since 2011. This marks, I think, the fifth time. Um, since these two programs have played. And a couple times, you know, Fresno State's made things interesting. You know, they've they made things difficult. Most recently, a couple years ago, you know, they, Oregon went down there and played in, in Fresno State and uh, had to come out of the game with, you know, a victory, but it, it wasn't a foregone conclusion until the final minutes of, of that one. And um, I, I think one of them that really stands out, one game, you know, one player on this team really stands out to me is um, Nate Grimes, the senior six foot eight forward. Uh, is he, is he this team's kind of go-to player, best player on, on the squad and kind of the guy that's going to carry them early until the rest of the team kind of figures their rotations out and their roles.
0: You know, I, I think he's definitely going to be that guy in the front court. And it's interesting because he's only six, eight He was actually almost a borderline three, four star kind of guy out of high school, but as a small forward. Uh, so he's kind of had to, to learn the center position a little bit on the fly uh, at the college level. And the Bulldogs have a lot more size this season, so it's been kind of a, the thought that they might move him to power forward or maybe even a little bit at the three perhaps if he can has been able to expand his game. But uh, the Bulldogs did run him out at center again in the exhibition, so they're still tinkering with that lineup and still trying to figure that out. And the, the, the interesting thing for me with Grimes is that he was averaging a double-double and conference player just about there and putting up quite a bit of points per game, but they didn't really make much of a, an emphasis to, to throw it in there to him in the post or anything. They would get him a few touches, but it was mostly a guard-oriented offense that he would kind of just get those garbage buckets, you know, get a dish in the lane when the guards would bring the defense towards him on a drive. And uh, This is more of a season where they're anticipating they're going to be throwing into the post a lot more. They've got a seven foot two redshirt freshman, Hassan Juf, that's expected to play quite a bit. 6'9 uh, forward, a 6'10, two, uh, 235 true two freshman, Orlando Robinson, who may be starting alongside Grimes. So they have a, a lot more reason this year to throw it into the post. And I think Grimes is going to be uh, a beneficiary of that just because it's going to change the way the Bulldogs run the offense. And he'll get a lot more looks, I think, than he did last season, given that he already had pretty good stats.
1: Fresno State was was voted 5th uh, in the 2018-2019 Mountain West basketball preseason uh, poll by the media. Um, teams ahead of them Nevada, San Diego State, New Mexico, and Boise State. The, for Duck fans, you know, Saturday's game is against Boise State, so you're going to get a good competition and a good idea of where, you know, Oregon fits against two of the better teams in the Mountain West right away. Um just what what would what would you say is Fresno State head coaches, Justin Houston His playing style, you feel like what what are the challenges that Fresno State's going to present for Oregon, a a team in which right now they don't have a lot of size?
0: Yeah, Coach Hudson's really known for his defensive, uh, what he's done, both schematically and um, technically with what he did at San Diego State. And I think this year's team, much more so than last year's team, has a lot more size and length than they had last year. You know, last year's Bulldog team was really a, a run and gun. They'd throw up a lot of threes, play the fast break as much as possible. And I think you're still going to get quite a bit of that from this year's Bulldog team. But it looks like they are going to be a little more front court oriented, a little more, you know, the, have more height and length across the board. And if that's the case, I think they could present some challenges defensively, especially in the paint. Um, you know, that's kind of what the, the goal is and the type of athletes that are being recruited into this program right now. And we'll see if that kind of plays out with the group that they have this year. Um, you know, again, not quite the starting lineup we expected to see in their exhibition recently. It was they ended up actually going a little more guard heavy as well. Uh, f- uh, three true freshman guards and a true freshman forward that are all expected to play significant minutes. They've got a transfer from Utah, Chris Seeley, who stands six eight two fifteen. There's just a lot of ways they can go with this this game and the season going forward. And I think the Bulldogs have done a good job keeping things under wraps, uh, the element of surprise that they might be able to bring. And I think talent-wise, they've got a a lot of options to go to, but just inexperience and chemistry are going to be, I think, evident with this team, whether it be both sides of the ball, just all the new players that they're trying to work in. It's going to be tough.
1: What were your, I guess, your biggest takeaways from that exhibition game? And just what what were the things you know positively or, or concerning like if if, if there, is there something that you know Fresno State can't allow to happen in this game if, if they want to win is there or is this just too early for you to know that that about this team yet because just they've kept things under wraps and they haven't played games and it's been difficult to, to see what they are right now
0: yeah it, it is a bit early and hard to tell much from that one um, again the, the starting lineup for one that was a bit of a surprise the way they came out and and uh, Noah Blackwell, who's one of three seniors, it's him, another guard, New Williams, and then the Nate Grimes, who we mentioned earlier. Those three guys are kind of expected to be the leaders and uh, the guys that carry a lot of younger players underneath their wings through, through this part of the season. And Blackwell didn't play in the exhibition, so that's, uh, you know, they haven't really released exactly what went into that, why, if it's an injury or what it is, but uh, that can throw a wrench into things if Blackwell can't go uh, for the season opener. Probably the biggest takeaway, though, was uh, Nevin Hart, a true freshman, was, I uh, believe, the leading scorer. He had 17 points, hit a bunch of threes. He's a guy that uh, got some fame in high school for his dunking abilities on YouTube. And it looks like he's definitely going to be a, an impact guy early. He did come off the bench, but had a, a really big game. And, um, you know, it's just, again, it's hard to quite tell, tell sure. what they're going to do with the rotation. But. Um, they definitely have a lot of pieces, and I think they have guys that can probably put up big games uh, on any given night. But consistency is going to be tough, and I'm still curious to see how this team has gelled to this point. It's just there's a lot of moving pieces going on
1: for for Oregon fans. Niven Hart is a guy that they were c- considering recruiting a little bit. Uh, they were going to potentially bring him out for an official visit this past summer, and he actually, if if you look at their rosters, compare the two, he's actually high school teammates with. Uh, Oregon true freshman forward C.J. Walker. So, uh, some Duck fans are a little familiar with Niven Hart's game because Oregon was recruiting him for a little bit. And I think something that stands out to me um, is is that that this Fresno State team has four players that played basketball at another school. Um, a couple of them, New Williams and Chris Seeley, both played at at you know I guess high major schools, Power Five schools, if you will. Um, You mentioned Seeley playing at utah previously new williams played at florida Um, jordan campbell I don't know much about him, but he played at oregon state Uh, and then they also have uh, Long Beach State guard like you mentioned Noah blackwell on this squad is the talent Because of those transfers maybe a little bit better than what you would think for what would be air quotes a mid-major program
0: It definitely helps and A lot of those guys are holdovers from the Coach Terry era, and he did have one NCAA tournament appearance and a few other postseason runs, and it seemed like the majority of those teams were built on D1 transfers rather than the four-year guys. There was a few, but um, it seemed like more often than not it was those four-year transfers or the D1 transfers that would come in and, and help elevate the team right away, and some of those guys are still around, as you can see, with Williams and Blackwell. And uh, Coach Hudson has done a little bit of that as well just to try to fill out the roster early. I think Chris Seely's is a local guy from Fresno who uh, transferred back in from Utah, so that's definitely helped. And he should be a guy that really you know, steps in early and makes a difference right off the bat as well.
1: Real quick before we let you go here, what, what do you think just feel like the – confidence level is for, for a win. You know, and what would a win mean for, for Fresno State if they go into Matt Knight Arena and, and pull off? I I think it would be a shocker, uh and, and beat the Beavers. Or beat the Ducks, excuse me. I think Oregon is about a projected to be a, a anywhere from like a seven to a, an eleven point favorite.
0: Well it would definitely be a huge win if they could pull it off. It's I think there's a lot of optimism for this team, but there's a lot of question marks and curiosity. That's just again they're... They've brought in about nine new players on this year's team, and of the few returners, it looks like one may or may not be playing. So there's, it's really tough to tell for Fresno State. But I think people believe there's a lot of talent on this team, may maybe build a little bit more for the future rather than the present. But I think, as I mean, knowing Coach Hudson and how he's managed this team, I think Fresno State fans are definitely expecting them to go in and battle and, and make things difficult, at least for Oregon.
1: All right, that's Jackson Moore, Fresno State insider and writer for TheBarkBoard.com of 24-7 Sports. Uh, Jackson, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much for having me.